into taboo talks where we want you to do you and just shatter these taboos. Um, today's topic is body shaming and loving yourself. And my guest today is Jackie from Love Your Curvas. Hi, Jackie. Hi. Um, and Jackie, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So I started Love Your Curvas a few years ago after going through my own episodes of body shaming, um, mainly body shaming myself, but also body shaming uh, from others through going through a lot of transitions with my own body. So, you know, I never was skinny growing up. I was always La Gordita. And, um, you know, it's something that I didn't notice that it affected me growing up, right? Yeah. It was like, I was always La Gordita. My sister was La Flaquita. Um, but I always fluctuated with my own weight. And um, got me into the fitness industry because I was very obsessed with changing the way that my body looked. Eventually, I competed. And after that bodybuilding competition, I started to gain weight. And it threw me into depression, emotional turmoil, um, really like hating my body again. And through that process, I just started to realize not only being in the fitness industry for 10 years, but through my own process, I started to realize how much women really needed to just be okay with where they are, whether or not they were working towards a health or fitness goal, which I do think is important, um, but just healing ourselves from that perspective. So uh, as a result of that, I started doing coaching, uh, workshops, uh, and other types of healing modalities uh, to help women heal from the inside out. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, what I wanted to really bring you on to the show for was how, uh, and we were talking about this before we started, how... In, in society, it's more acceptable to body shame yourself and to not really want to um, care for the body that you're in. So instead of being like, you know what, I'm okay with being a little more full-figured, I love the body shape that I am, society has kind of conditioned us to do the opposite, like, no, I should be ashamed of the body that I'm in. If I'm even like 10 pounds heavier than what I think I should be, I should be ashamed of that and try to change it some way. And I think that's a taboo in itself. It's like society has all these different messages about like, oh, accept yourself, you know, love yourself. All these campaigns, Dove even has some of these things. But I feel like that's not really, that doesn't resonate. I feel like it's much easier for people to body shame other women and to have women body shame themselves. I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so much and I see it all the time. Yeah. You know, sometimes I do try to be in the interruption in those conversations, but I see it all the time where it's like, oh, I need to drink fit tea or I need to take diet pills or um, drink laxatives. You know, which is something that I'm guilty of, right? There was a point in in my own journey when I was trying to lose weight after my kids. Um, I was over 200-something pounds, and I would drink laxatives whenever I felt guilty that I ate too much. And I didn't even realize that. I think that's the worst part. I didn't even realize that, you know, there was a thing called bulimia, and this is what that is, right? And that's normal. You know, in society, that's normal. And it is, I think it is... It's becoming less taboo, a little bit less. I think that there's a movement that is making everyone realize that no matter what their body size is, is okay to love themselves. And, and it's not being a narcissist or it's yeah. not being conceited, 
which I think is also yeah. part of the problem, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, it's it's unfortunate that we look at magazines, we look at TV, everywhere we look, people there are not enough people that look like us. There's always it's like one mold, yeah, and that's it. Even when you look at body positivity campaigns, it's something that I've noticed that most of the women have a similar shape. It's like, well, now we're moving into a more body positivity, but even in that, it ha- it, it's the shape. This is the, the most, you know... Acceptable. Uh, acceptable, yeah. It's like the, the eight figure. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, how does one break away from body shaming? Body shaming themselves, and I guess, how do you kind of ignore those voices that society is telling us? Because... I am a thinner person, and me and my sister, my sister was always a little heavier than I was, mm-hmm. and I'm the thinnest person in my family, and I have always grown up as like, okay, I'm the thinnest person, and I know that there's a propensity in my family for people to gain weight, um, especially after having children or after like something happening in their lives, and so I was always conscious of that, and not until recently did I make that discovery of like, Sometimes I used to watch what I ate because I was like, oh, like internalizing, like, I don't want to, I don't want to get bigger or I don't want to, I don't want to look like the rest of my family because I'm the most petite one. And so I think that was also like an internalized thing that I was taught from outside because my family, they love their bodies. Like they are, they accept themselves for who they are. Mm -hmm. But I had to rethink, I'm like, where am I getting this information? Like, what am I, you know, how am I programmed? Like, how do we break the programming that has been ingrained in us to body shame ourselves, body shame our families? Like, how do we break away from that? I think the first step is really having awareness. Yeah. um, Which is kind of what was my breaking point for myself and my own journey, right? So I wasn't even realizing how I was treating myself and how I was speaking to myself. And, you know, it's it's like my famous story because I, I feel like I say it all the time. But it was just because it was such a critical point in my life that um, after bodybuilding, um, it was a few months later I was going to Miami. And it was like my first trip after like gaining some weight. And I'm in the fitting room. I'll never forget this because it was like such a horrible moment. And I'm trying on dress after dress, skirt after skirt, and everything is horrendous on me everything like I felt like the ugliest woman on earth I I felt horrible and it was the first time that I noticed how terrible I was talking to myself like I was just like not being nice to myself at all like you can imagine I don't know maybe someone you hate I don't even think you talk to someone you hate that way you know and I'm like so I left the fitting room really feeling defeated. I didn't buy anything that day. Obviously, like looking back, I'm like, maybe I should have just gotten a bigger size. But I think that wasn't even, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even about that, right? Because I was so stuck in my mind of being a smaller size. Yeah. I had not accepted where I was at, right? So I think um, after I left the fitting room that day it was like the first time that it's like, it hit me like, what are you doing? You know, and it's like I realized I was doing it to myself, although it did come from programming, right, which we'll get into more, although it did come from everything outside of me, but I internalized it. And in turn, I was treating myself in such a way that I would never, ever treat anyone like that. So after that experience, I started to not only become more aware, but be an interruption for myself. So before I would go shopping and I swear to you, it's very simple, but it changed my shopping like forever. 
after that, I started to be conscious before going shopping and telling myself really great things. Like, you know, you love your body, you look great, love your curves, everything that you're going to wear is going to look great on you. Like, I just really started talking so positive to myself before I even entered the store. And then once I entered the store, even if I didn't really like something, it just... There was not it, it. There was no uh, negative emotions attached to it. Yeah, you know. So that started to change, and it sometimes I would find things right away. It like became easier, and I kind of correlated the two. I knew that that was part of it, right? Um, but when you talk about um, as a society, right, like the programming, that that's something. It takes work. It's yeah. not something that's done overnight. I don't wake up every day like I feel great about my body. There are times that I do start to nitpick, but it's like notice. You know, really have that awareness and notice like, okay, what are you nitpicking at and why, right? And I think the first part is accepting it, not so much loving it, but just accepting it. Like, okay, this is the way it is right now. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it. And then what am I going to do about it, right? Am I going to take actions, Right to support me in feeling better about myself, being healthier, or am I just going to be okay with this? And there's nothing wrong with either. Yeah, you know, completely, completely. So that I think that's the start. Um, and it's so funny that you said like how society has programmed us, you know, and we're trying to break that that programming. Mm-hmm. But I just had a thought, this random like thought that just came into my head: how back in the day, centuries ago, women were thick yes. <laughs> they were beautiful and full gorgeous figured, and gorgeous full yeah. like full-figured women i mean marilyn monroe was mm-hmm. a full-figured woman she was what size 12 size 14 yeah like size 10 I think. Yeah. yeah and considered she's considered plus size which that i don't consider plus size in real yeah. life but um she was a full-figured woman is an icon still to this day even after you know posthumously after her you know her death and it's like we've shifted to you know being super super thin is what's attractive um i i i just don't know how that that shift happened yeah and of course that's i don't know if that's just an american culture thing because latin women have lots of curves like that's we i don't know it's just in our dna we are curvy women and so i don't know if that's an american mindset or if it's you know a global mindset. I mean, I don't know what you think on that. Like, yeah. do you think that it's just us that think that way? Or, or do you think it's I a global mean, phenomenon? I think globally there's body shaming no matter where you go. Yeah. It just looks different. Because even even in Latin America, it's the same thing. There's only one body type that's socially acceptable. Right? Big boobs and a big butt. Yeah, yeah. and a small, tiny and waist. And tiny waist. That's impossible to right? actually get. <laughs> right? And then it's like you have to have, like, no chichos. Chichos, you know, the... The rolls. The love handles. Love yeah. handles. <laughs> um, so, you know, even then, there's still something that's socially acceptable, and then everything else is not. And I think it's... um, I think a lot of it comes from our focus in the outward. Yeah. You know, instead of focusing on the inner... And sometimes, I don't know, depending on who you read, right, there's things that I've read, like there's a war against women, in a sense. Yeah. Where it's like, and if you think about it, I'm not saying that's a fact, but women are so powerful, right? And when we focus on things that are not as important, like our physical selves. External, yeah. Yeah. Then what happens is we take away from our internal selves and we don't... We, we never feel enough, you know, and, and that's why for me, when I started Love Your Curvas, 
you know, it was always about starting from the outside in. But at the end, the journey was meant to go inwards. Yeah. Right? It's always meant to go inwards. But I think for me, I always found that not being able to accept my body from the outside was keeping me from doing all these things. And I'm sure a lot of women can relate. And it doesn't matter whether you're curvy or if you're really skinny, because I know a lot of skinny women that also struggle yeah. with their bodies. You know, so for me, like love, love your curvas is is not about like plus size or like bigger women, right? It's any curve that you have, and all women have curves. Your boob is a curve, right? <laughs> um, but it, it's really being able to take our journey inwards, so then we can kind of get a, get out of our own way. So we don't have to think, oh, when I lose ten pounds, when I lose twenty pounds, or when I gain five pounds, I'm gonna find the man of my dreams, because all that entails is that you're not enough as you are. Yeah. Right. When I lose 10 pounds or I lose 20 pounds, then I'm going to go and get on camera or whatever it is that keeps us from chasing our dreams. And a lot of times is our external self. Right. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's a lot of internal stuff. Um, but I think that's like the first point of that. Most definitely. I mean, have you ever found yourself um, maybe probably not obviously not now mm -hmm. because of the work that you're doing, but. Have you ever found yourself body shaming other women? Like, um, you know, a woman who is really confident in her body and decides to wear, let's say, a bodycon dress. And the dress is maybe a little too short or a little too revealing. Do you, th do you think that you've ever, or do you recall any time that you've body shamed another woman? Like, how does she do that? Or why does she think she can go out you know, yeah. wearing those clothes? Absolutely. I think it's normal, right? Because sometimes... You also have to be aware. I'm not saying that bigger women or smaller women should or not should not wear certain things, right? But I think there's there's tact. Yeah. Right? Regardless of size. So I think when it comes to that, absolutely. Yeah. I've done that, you know. I think now I view it a little bit differently. Like, wow, she's just really embracing her body and who she is and you know, there's I'm going to say there's no right or wrong for each person. Yeah. You know, um, but I still think that there has to be some tact considered, right? Like you don't want, I mean, I'm not the police, but you, you don't, <laughs> you, you need to like just be mindful of what you're conveying with your presence and, and how it looks. Like, does it make you feel good? Then great. But if it's something you're doing for other reasons, then that, that's something different. That's something deeper. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. I mean... I can't. I I feel self you know, self conscious in like a body contrast. Yeah, I'm like I, I and you shouldn't. I know, and that's why people are like, no, you should show off your body. <laughs> like I like growing up, my mom was always like, you know, you need to wear like tighter clothes. I mean, I parents never say that to their kids, but my mom was the opposite. She was like. No, ponte una cosa más. You know, it's because like, she's Dominican. That's, yeah, my like, mom was like that yeah, too. Like, I'm like, because you know, I wore like baggy clothes. I wanted to hide my boobs. Like it was like a thing, and I was like, I body shamed myself, and I was like, I was like, no, I gotta hide my butt. No, I gotta hide my boobs. I had huge boobs for like a, such a small frame at such a young age that I was always hiding it. And my mom was like, no, show it off, flaunt it, flaunt it. Si yo tenía ese cuerpo, I was like, oh god. But um, no, I I definitely see what you mean. There has to be some sort of tact that you have. And it's a deeper meaning of, are you doing it for yourself? Than, yes. Or if you're doing it for some other deep-seated yeah. issue that you haven't really dealt with. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely a, a, a very interesting conversation in itself. Yeah. And I kind of want to go back also to programming a little bit. 
because the one step I mentioned is awareness, yeah. right? And then there's something else. Like in my workshops, I talk about this, and it's like my favorite thing to kind of go into. And it's like if someone calls you something that doesn't resonate with you, um, like I don't know, I call you a blue leaf. You're going to look at me like I have three heads, right? I'm like, what is she <laughs> yeah. talking about? Whatever, right? But if someone or something out there calls you or makes you feel a certain way, it's only because you resonate with it. And, and that's that's where the work happens. You get what I mean? Yeah. It's, it, there's no other work but within ourselves, regardless of whatever's out there. Yeah. You know, because if it resonates with you and it bothers you, it's because there there's something there for you to to heal. Yeah. Definitely. So I just kind of wanted to throw that. No, definitely. Yeah. There's definitely there's, <laughs> there's wounds inside of us that we don't know that we have. Mm-hmm. Um and there's so many layers to it could have been told a comment when you were 5 years old yes. that you don't even remember. Mm-hmm. It could have just been an offhanded comment that someone said like Oh, like those clothes are too tight or even just something that subconsciously just pop, just like settles in there, a little yeah. seed. You don't think much of it as a five-year-old, but that seed just stays there and resonates throughout your life and manifests in different ways, yeah. like body shaming yourself or not feeling comfortable in your own body. Um, and I, I guess, you know, that definitely falls into that. Like yeah. you just said, there's things that resonate with you that you don't even know, and that's yeah. where the healing begins. Yeah, and, sure. it's, and it's part of you agrees with that. Yeah. Or you made that, depending on who it comes from, too. I think that's also important, because if you have someone that is influential in your life, and they tell you something over and over again, then you just accept it. Yeah. Right? You're like, well, this is who I am, but we don't realize the source we don't realize that the source is is outside of us, right? So it's really about coming within and just know, knowing who we are and not agreeing with whatever we're told, right? It's like, okay, does is is that me? You know, is that true? Yeah. You know, and just really walking around and just not taking things as a fact. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, how do you think we can support women? You know, how do women or I should phrase it as this, how can we as women support yeah. each other and not knock each other down? I think, so it's interesting, right? Because lately, um, you know, there's a lot of women empowerment going on, which is yeah. great. It is great. Um, some of it, to be honest with you, feels a little bit like high school. Almost oh, definitely. Yeah. Some of it feels like a little... Like if you don't fit in my silo of yes. what I think my vision of yes. feminism and empowerment is, yes. then you don't matter or count. Yes. And that, <laughs> lately, that has been a big issue for me. So I just kind of pulled back a little bit because I'm yeah. just like, okay, let me let me just sit with this. Let me see what's happening, like, within myself. Yeah. Right? And just within us as women because I love what's happening like you know we're going through a transition where women are like really taking on their power and everything else but there is a little bit that fits like that so I think the main thing is being compassionate towards others that may not reflect what you think you know whatever xyz should be right because it's not about people fitting into your box or any box is just open your arms and just love women for who they are exactly and you know empower them meet them where they are which is i think another thing everyone wants you to like i don't know go you're like at this level like you're at a i don't know let's say you're at a four everyone wants you to meet you at a four 
instead of just like if someone's at a one, meet them there. You know, open your arms to them and just see them for where they are and just, I don't know, be kind, open, encouraging, no matter where people are, no matter where they come from, who they are, whatever it is. And I really think that that's the way that we, we can support each other. Most definitely. I think body shaming also comes in a form, this is a new thing, this new trend um, that's riding the wave of this millennial, I want, I call it a millennial wave because mm-hmm. I feel like the millennials are really the ones who are driving the force of this, of the new wave, like new age wave of um, feminism and women empowerment and all that kinds of stuff. Also, there's a huge shift in wellness and the wellness game is changing as we yeah. know it. So everyone's super concerned about where their food comes from, what they're putting in their bodies, how they're putting into their bodies. Yeah. And I think there's also this, this little niche of like information that's out there about how if you're not super healthy and you're not putting good food in your body, whatever mm-hmm. good food is supposed to be, that we're health shaming people. Yeah. So health shaming is also another form of body shaming. Yeah. Because not everyone can afford organic, not everyone can afford things that are super pricey at Whole Foods mm-hmm. to make their bodies feel really good. Yeah. But again, like you said, we need to meet people where they are. And I feel like this wellness game that's happening right now and I'm one of the people in the wellness industry. Yeah. It's, I've seen it and it's really ugly. And we're like health shaming people for not having like their acai bowls or yeah. like their green smoothies, <laughs> you know? And I feel like that falls really hard on larger people. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you're not, you know, you're because you're that way, you're that large or you're overweight yeah. or whatever because of your health. Yeah. But it can be, someone can be, you know, super healthy. You could be yeah. eating really well. Like, what do you think about that? Yeah. Like that. So it's interesting because a lot of Love Your Curvas came from, like I mentioned, my own struggle, not only with body, but with food. Yes. I'm an emotional eater. And I realized that someone who has ate poorly their entire life, and I'm not going to say poorly, but I didn't eat vegetables growing up. Like the most I saw was, um, I even forgot the name, okra. Yeah. Like okra, corn, Potato salad. <laughs> Platanos. <laughs> Platanos. Lots of starchy yes. vegetables. Starch and carbs. Starch and carbs. So it's interesting to me and always has been how we're expected to just automatically go from that to loving to eat greens all the time. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't happen overnight. I'm not saying it's not important. It is important. But it's going back to like we said meeting people where they're at. So it's just slowly starting to make changes, the ones that you can, and being okay with those changes. And it's gradual. Exactly. It is very, very gradual. There's no race because anytime that I race to eat something or eat in a way that wasn't natural to me, I gain weight back no matter what, right? Because for me, it was about the weight. It was about the weight. It wasn't about being healthy and being conscious. how you feel, yeah. Exactly. So I think that... That's really, it's just doing whatever you can and just being okay with that and not feeling forced or rushed in your process. And the same thing with like, even with women empowerment, it's the same exact thing where it's like, there's this race of being seen all the time or doing certain things to get a certain result. And it's not about the result. It's people forget that it's about the journey. It's not really about 
the result, right? Because yeah. there's never really a result. Even when you get there, there's still there's still more. There's still more. There's always more. <laughs> there's like, oh, I could have done so much more than this, or like, yeah, it's not what you expect, and you're just like, okay, I'm gonna keep going. Yeah, and it's like a race to where. Yeah, you know. So it's the same with food. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. Yeah. Um, if there was one word that comes to mind about this taboo. Mm-hmm. What would that one word be? Let's see. I would say that's hard. It's um, hard, right? It's hard <laughs> to narrow it down to one word. Now, you saying on the negative end or the positive end? Whatever you think. Um, I would say self-acceptance. That's a really good one. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think that could go either way. Yeah. Like negative not having enough Mm self-acceptance or the positive like finally having that self-acceptance for sure and self-acceptance doesn't mean love no right because you have to start somewhere yeah for sure um you had said earlier that you're transitioning from love your food of us to a new entity yeah of jackie (laughs) (laughs) what is that new entity can you share it with us so it's interesting um (laughs) The last, um, since September, well, I can't even say really since September. I think since September has been really, really hard. Like, okay, girl, like, this needs to <laughs> shift. And I've been fighting it a little bit. So, Love Your Curvas, like I said, I started because of my own personal journey and all my years in the wellness industry and fitness. I saw that nobody was paying attention to, like, the mental, spiritual, emotional part of fitness, right? Yeah. So, I felt that there was a need there. Um, I've always known that I, I'm a healer. I do Reiki as well. And for some time I was like doing Reiki and love your curvas, Reiki and love your curvas. And I'm like, okay, how do I like combine these two things that are kind of different, but not really. Right. And I didn't really have an answer. And I started playing a little bit with plant medicines. Uh, I definitely recommend plant medicines in so many different ways because it's opened up so many avenues for me and, and given me a lot of answers and and has has me kind of see and accept things, right? That I'm like, oh, I don't really want to go there. I don't want to look <laughs> crazy. Um, so I am transitioning. It's still the same work. It's just more in depth because I always felt that Love Your Kurva has only addressed a very small part of what I really wanted to address yeah. and what I really feel that I'm here to help women with. And and I mentioned that earlier that it's always about the journey going within, but I never really spoke enough about the journey going within. Um, so I'm transitioning into wave of healing, um, which is really just about healing. And even when we talk about body shaming, when we talk about health, when we talk about food, when we talk about anything, it has to do with healing ourselves. That's um, awesome. Yeah, wholeheartedly. So, yeah. That's You're sweet. the first one to know. Yay! <laughs> well, no, we'll definitely have to have you again on the show speaking about healing. Yeah. We'll, we'll choose a little taboo about, you know, maybe some plant healing. Yeah. Some, oh, yeah. <laughs> of the illegal variety. Yeah. <laughs> um, because that's that's definitely, there's a whole wave of that that's, that's happening right now. Yeah. Um, and we won't get it too into it, but um, that will be definitely um, one of the topics that will definitely be coming up soon enough. For sure. Um, but Jackie, thank you so, so much for thank coming you. on. <laughs> um, we love you so much. And, and um, definitely we'll, we'll get you back on because you're awesome. Thank <laughs> you're you. so awesome so to you. interview um, and so much fun. But thank you so much. Thank you.